Hello, I'm Kathy English, and I want to welcome you to Profiles in Stewardship, where my husband, Bill English, has conversations with business owners about how they integrate their role as a business owner with their faith in Jesus Christ. Today, Bill is talking with Alan Johnson, a Christian who has been in the entertainment industry for over 40 years. I think you'll find their conversation to be helpful and enlightening as Alan talks about what projects he takes on and how he hears God's voice in making those decisions. So sit back and learn as Bill and Alan talk in this Profiles in Stewardship episode. And welcome today. I'm Bill English, the publisher here at uh, Bible and Business. And I just want to thank you for joining us today. Bible and Business exists to help Christians in business integrate their leadership roles into their faith and to understand all that the Bible says about owning a business and leading in business. So again, thank you for joining us today. This episode is part of a growing series titled Profiles in Stewardship. These interviews are intended to illustrate what Christian stewardship looks like in the real world for Christian business owners and Christians who lead in business. So from time to time, I talk with business owners and business leaders about how they integrate their leadership role into their Christian faith and how their faith impacts how they lead in the real world. These profiles and stewardship uh, interviews are unscripted. We broadcast live while we're recording them. Uh, they are real and they are unedited. We only do one take of these interviews. So what you see is what really happened. <laughs> Many of the topics I discuss in the series are also discussed in my book, A Christian Theology of Business Ownership, and another book that I've written titled uh, Biblical Wisdom for Business Leaders. Today, I'm talking with Alan Johnson, who has been in the entertainment industry for well over 40 years. Alan has appeared in numerous times, I'm sorry, Alan has appeared numerous times at the Old Log Theater in Excelsior, Minnesota, which is the longest continuously running equity theater in the country. He received his training at the University of Minnesota and was part of the inaugural season at the Indiana Repertory Theater. He was, while he was studying at the U, he played the lead role in Borstal Boy, and directed by Abbey Theater's Thomas McKenna. During his years in Los Angeles, he was managing director of Actors Co-op Theater Company, where he appeared in numerous productions, like Becoming Memories, Into the Woods, Pack of Lies, and Light Up the Sky. Alan has also directed numerous award-winning productions, including the 1940s Radio Hour, for which he received the L.A. Drama Critics Circle Award for direction. He was part of the ensemble of Beyond the Fringe, which was directed by Paxton Whitehead at the L.A. Theater Center, and has appeared in numerous television shows, including Night Court, The Young and the Restless, and E.R., Film appearances include The Babe with John Goodman, Heat Wave with Blair Underwood, Thin Ice with Greg Kinnar and Alan Arkin, and most recently, Polly Go and Abroad. Both, by the way, of those, Polly Go as well as Abroad, were filmed in northern Minnesota. His voice has been heard in numerous commercials, and he was the voice of the Vulture in the animated series Spider-Man. 
When not acting or directing, Alan travels across the country performing his one-man comedy juggling act, which I have seen, and I would endorse that act. It's a fun act to watch. Alan, welcome to Profiles and Stewardship, and welcome to Bible and Business. Thank you, Bill. It's a blessing and a pleasure to be with you. I have been looking forward to this, something fierce. Now, just in the interest of full transparency, Alan and I have been friends for, I don't know, 20 years or more. Oh, yeah. yeah at least yeah. Uh, my wife, uh, your wife, was uh, part of the bridal uh, uh, company uh, and my wife and my wedding. And uh, as a matter of fact, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, two of the bridesmaids were quite pregnant at the time of our <laughs> wedding uh, 25 years ago. And uh, one of those uh, uh, bridesmaids was your wife. That's right. <laughs> and if I remember right, your wife was in our wedding too, if I, if I, if I remember correctly. That, that was before my time, I think. <laughs> well, I'll still say she was your wife. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so, uh, Alan and I have known each other for a long time and, uh, he and I were at a social event recently and he said, Bill, you know, um, maybe we should talk about entertainment in your, uh, Bible and business profiles and stewardship series. And I said, boy, that's a great idea. Uh, let's do it. So here we are today with Alan and I'm just so appreciative that you're here. So, uh, let's go ahead and let me get started here. I'm just going to pull up, um, a couple of things here. You're a you're an actor and an entertainer who is also a Christian. Okay, you don't view yourself as a Christian entertainer. You view yourself as an actor and an entertainer who is a Christian. Yeah. Um, what can can you speak a little bit about that? Can you unpack that just a little bit? Well, as you as you all remember, in Jesus' time, they were fishermen, they were tax collectors, uh, mm -hmm. and they became followers of Christ. Uh, they uh, they had their profession, but they were first and foremost, uh, their life was dedicated to Christ, and that's the way I feel um, our lives should be: is that we are first and foremost Christians. Whatever we do with our lives should be. Um, influenced and directed by our Christian faith and by our walk with Christ. I sometimes equate it with a uh, with a with a, a jar of of water, and okay. we have some we have some food coloring here. And this would be when we uh, accept Christ as as the Lord and, and Savior of our life. We add that particular aspect to our life, and. Uh, what happens is, uh, as the sanctification process uh, occurs, and uh, we let God inhabit literally all of our lives, that becomes the Christianity inhabits every aspect of our life. We don't have, we don't pull out our work uh, life uh, and our social life and our uh, uh, our, our entertainment life, it's all mixed together so that, you know, when we're, when we're out seeing films, when we're working, Christ inhabits every aspect of that. And uh, I really pray that that happens when I'm, uh, when I'm doing a show, uh, when I'm interacting with people. As a matter of fact, uh, during uh, the filming of uh, Abroad, one of those films that you mentioned, 
Uh, mm-hmm. The director had a uh, a pre uh, audition, uh, not audition, but a, a costume fitting and a rehearsal before we started shooting uh, the film. And so I met him, we talked, we went over the script, he gave me some notes and we worked on that. And then then we talked just uh, casually and uh, told him about my history and kind of how I met my wife and that my dad was a pastor and was her pastor growing up. And it was a, a marvel, it's a marvelous story about how God intervenes and directs our lives. Well, later on in that conversation, he said, uh, he's from uh, Italy, uh, Giovanni. And he said, Alan, I uh, grew up uh, Catholic in uh, Italy, and uh, you're uh, Protestant. And uh, what is the difference between Protestant and Catholic? And what I shared was that Christ has has made a way for us to go directly to God. And so we're in the the beginning of of filming, and I'm there on my first day. I was about two weeks on on uh, on the set. And uh, I saw him, he said, Alan, how are you? I said, I'm, I'm good, Giovanni. How's it going in the filming? Oh, yeah, we have some issues here and there. I says, I have been praying for the production and for you. And uh, he said, oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, and uh, So the next day we saw at breakfast, I said, I am praying for you and for the production and for the film that it goes as well as can be uh, hoped for and the way you want it. He says, good, Alan, keep praying, keep praying for me. And we developed a, a real close relationship. But that, that to me is the Holy Spirit working and saying, here's what you need to do with your life. This is a natural yeah. thing. So yeah. that's an yeah. example of how Christ works and the Holy you know, Spirit. The not compartmentalizing our faith is so important. If we have I call it God talk. You know, if I refer to the Lord at church in the same situation, I, I should refer to the Lord in business. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we don't compartmentalize our faith. Um, I think there is appropriate um, in business, at least there's appropriate times to uh, be wise about how we do our faith in the business oh, yeah. world. So we're not always as open in the business world as we are maybe at church or with our friends in a social gathering. But that's but that's a little bit more about being you know wise as serpents and innocent as doves yes. kind of thing. Yes. So we are here today talking with Alan Johnson. You can reach him at his website, alan-johnson.com. We're talking about uh, Alan, his his past, his history, about how entertainment and um, and how we choose entertainment, how Alan chooses entertainment, about how he chooses his productions, about what it means to be a Christian in the in the very messy world, at least as I perceive it, the very messy world of entertainment. Uh, and uh, you're listening to a Profile and Stewardship uh, broadcast here uh, by Bible and Business. Now, for those who are watching, uh, just so you know, uh, this restream app that we're using to to do this live broadcast. If you enter a comment or a question, in theory, that is supposed to come back and feedback to me here on my screen, and then we'll be able to interact with you. So if you have a question or a comment for Alan, go ahead and post that, whether you're watching at Facebook or Twitter or YouTube, just go ahead and do that. And also, uh, just so people who watch this afterwards uh, I'm just coming off of a pretty nasty cold, 
And so I may have to mute and do a little bit of coughing and I got a cough drop in my mouth right now. So hopefully you'll understand all that. Well, Alan, let's get started. What are, let's, let, or let's not start, let's move along. What are some of the scriptures that, y- that you rely on to help you uh, know when to take a, take a, a role or a, a job or a project and when not to? Well, Bill, certainly the Holy Spirit is the, is the guiding force in the scripture. Mm-hmm. So many scriptures there are uh, that talk about what we have as gifts from from God, um, spiritual gifts or gifts of of entertainment or law or uh, various things. And and the scripture is very plain about using those gifts for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, also the there's a there's a passage in Joshua. It says, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. Okay. It's always important. And everybody knows this who studies scripture is to read the whole thing and read beforehand. uh, What is the context? So you've got, uh, you've got who, what, and why, you know, who is it written for? What is it saying? And why is it saying that? So uh, Joshua says, now fear the Lord, serve him with all faithfulness, throw away the gods of your ancestor, worship, uh, serve the Lord. But if serving the Lord seems undesirable to you, then choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. You will serve. Yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and Joshua says, but as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And that has been one of my uh, main verses when I go into an audition, if I read a script, I'm saying, okay, who is who are we serving here? Are we serving uh, other gods? Are we promoting uh, ideas or, or themes that may or may not be consistent with our faith? And uh, there have been a number of times when I've seen a script. As a matter of fact, I, I, uh, I had an audition uh, several years ago. Uh, in town here with a script, and I I went and I read a, a part, and then I read the the rest of the script. Kind of when I was at the audition, I didn't feel comfortable with the subject matter of the script, and 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 it just didn't sit well with me in my spirit. And uh, I went to the director, and I said, I don't feel comfortable with this material. And I had known the director and worked with him. And he said to me a very interesting thing. He said, I kind of thought you might say that. Hmm. Which said to me that he kind of knew my foundational footing and the things that I want to do and things that I don't feel I want to do. And and so in that respect, I rely on the Holy Spirit, and when I feel a, a very uneasy spirit inside me, if I if I don't feel comfortable having my children or having friends see something, uh, and when I was a part of the Actors Co-op, we looked at scripts uh, to see where is the uh, where is the humanity, where is the sacrifice, forgiveness, healing, hope. Uh, those were the types of themes that we chose. And there are there would be some actors there saying, well, why don't we do a little David Mamet or a Sam Shepard or 
why aren't we like other theaters? Well, we had to explain that we are not like other theaters. We are yeah. a company of Christian actors. And so mm -hmm. our threshold and our boundaries are different than the secular world. So uh, rejoice always, pray without ceasing. That uh, wonderful passage in Thessalonians, uh, give thanks in all circumstances. Why? Because this is the will of God in Christ Jesus and the, and the Holy Spirit really is the guiding principle um, along with those passages for me uh, as I choose projects and uh, uh, what I'm going to do. So let me ask this, you, because uh, I think I've always found it difficult other than generally for the scriptures to talk specifically about entertainment consumption choices, right? We, we all choose to consume entertainment of one type or another. And, uh, <clears throat> um, and so you as a, as a professional in this business, it just seems to me that you have to rely on hearing the voice of God quite a bit as you're reading through a script, just to get a, a feel for this is just, isn't really what God would have me to do. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just wondering, um, how do you, this is a little bit of a tangential from what, from our prep notes, but how do you hear the voice of God? How do you know it's God talking to you? Well, okay. For, for instance, here's a, a good example. There's a TV show out there called Ozark. Now, award-winning, you know, highly critically acclaimed. And I watched some episodes and it was fascinating, well-written, um, but the subject matter went into areas that I, it made me uncomfortable watching. Mm -hmm. um, uh, by the way, I had the same reaction to Ozark. Right. So Kathy I, and I started to watch it and we didn't watch it. Yeah. I made the choice, as Joshua said, who I will serve. I made mm -hmm. the choice that this is not something that I wanted to view myself or in our house. I made that choice. Um, so we all, that, that, that says nothing about the quality uh, of the production or people who work on it or people who want to watch it. It, it is not a uh, condemnation. Uh, it is a personal choice. And I think mm -hmm. um, a, a lot of our lives, when people say, well, you give you a labeling of being intolerant or uh, other, other terms like that to try to silence you, basically what they're saying is you don't have the right to have a personal opinion about sure. what you want to do with your life, with your choices, with your entertainment dollars. Um, I, I tell you, we... There are some wonderful things out there. Uh, we're watching a, a, a series called Heartland. They have 15 seasons. It's a wonderful, uh, really? well-written, really great series. Uh, Tim Mahoney has done some wonderful films on biblical uh, realities and the, whether the Bible is true and accurate. And there's tons of stuff. There's, uh, the, of course, The Chosen and various other things that are just wonderful, great productions, well done with production values and so forth. So 
I, I had an opportunity to read, uh, to, to audition and to be cast in a show out in Los Angeles. It was directed by a very well-known prestigious director. And I got to, uh, I, I got the casting call. I got the uh, call to be cast in it. And then I read the entire script. It was my fault to begin with that I didn't read the entire script before I agreed to be in the production. That for an actor, I think is really important. But when okay. I finally read the script, I did not feel comfortable with the subject matter. Um, and I called the director. I said, I, I, I just can't, I can't be in this production. It's not, not comfortable to me. She was very upset. She was livid, you know, almost said that cliche, you'll never work in this town again. Sure. <laughs> and, uh, and that was in Los Angeles. But shortly after that, I had to audition for the Actors Co-op, Christian Theater Company. And I got cast. I mean, I got accepted into that company. So it was, in one sense, it was very uncomfortable. But the Lord gave me an affirmation of a place mm -hmm. where I could use my creative gifts for his glory. And eventually, the Actors Co-op has become one of the top theaters critically acclaimed in Los Angeles, and yet keeping to the principles uh, that we set out to, to do. You know, what I find is, is interesting about that Actors Theater co-op is that it was run out of Hollywood Presbyterian Church, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Most churches wouldn't see an Actors co-op <clears throat> as, uh, as, a, as a valid ministry, but I'm glad uh, Hollywood Press did. Um, there's, there's a number of ways, and I, I'm just going to make a comment and then move on. I'm not going to dwell on this. There's a lot of different things churches could do. And I know that each church has to understand what the Lord wants them to do, but just having your basic, you know, uh, growth groups and Sunday school classes and other things, you churches can be a lot more creative, uh, if they, if they choose to be. Well, let's move along uh, just for a little bit here. By the way, we're talking with Alan Johnson, who is a uh, professional entertainer and a Christian who happens to also be an actor and an entertainer. And uh, you can reach him at his website, alan-johnson.com. I want to thank you for joining us. And for those who are watching online, uh, you're always welcome to submit a comment or a question. Comments I can't really do much with, but uh, unless it's... Uh, unless there's some content in it, but questions, feel free to submit some questions and, and we'll, we'll pose them over to Alan here. So uh, one, of the th one of the other things that I just wanted to ask you about um, is, this, um, is this piece, and you and I talked about it in our prep show. Uh, Christians have a difficult time knowing what entertainment to consume. And I, we've, we've already talked about this generally, and you said that it's a, it's a, um, it's a, it's a personal choice. It's informed by how you hear the voice of God and that kind of thing. But it's also about, are there any particular scriptures? So one scripture that comes to my mind is uh, Philippians uh, 4, you know, whatever is true, noble, right, just, pure, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. When I start to apply that, Alan, to my own life, um, 
I'll, I'll use an example. One of the one of the movie series that Kathy and I like to watch are the Bourne series. We like the we like Jason Bourne, and there's a lot of violence in those. Um, and so you know, I I, I kind of think about that sometimes, and I wonder, well, well, should we be consuming the Bourne series? Should we be consuming uh, the Oceans, you know, eleven, twelve, and thirteen series? Yeah, you know, which is to me is I, I enjoy that series too. Now we stay away from, we stay away from heavy profanity if the Lord's name is used. Other types of profanity don't bother me; they do bother Kathy. Um, and uh, we stay away from skin. We we don't watch stuff with skin in it. Um, but uh, I, can you talk just a little bit more about <laughs> maybe some advice to some people about how to consume? Um, well, entertainment. Uh, Bill, and uh, as my family would attest to, um, I am right there with you and born. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I am a, uh, a, a born junkie. And uh, uh, I don't know how many times when we've been sitting in the living room of the family and they're saying, well, what should we watch tonight? And I said, well, we can always watch a born. Oh, dad. You know. Oh, dad. <laughs> But, uh, you know, it's a smart, I, I feel like it's a smart, well-written uh, uh, series of films. And yes, there's violence in it. But uh, I agree with you. The, the uh, assaulting of my spirit by language, uh, by really um, gratuitous violence, by, yeah, yeah. like you said, skin or sex, um, those things are are things that are across the line for me. And I believe we have, in many ways, transferred that to our children without being uh, dictatorial. And I think that um, what we need to do as parents is not just say no, but try to find an alternative and something mm -hmm. that you can present as something positive. Um, I I never you know I never there's a there's a song in in uh, Fantastics that the two fathers sing, and uh, it, it's very appropriate uh, in parenting I think. And the song is they did it because we said no. <laughs> and, and the two fathers go back and forth. Why do the kids put beans in their ears? Why do the kids to do this? They they do it because we say no. And so I think it's very important uh, for somebody who wants their kids to grow up with a good set of values, a Judeo-Christian, a Christ-centered set of values, that you have alternatives, that you have things that you can watch together. Uh, and that's one of the things that uh, when I choose a project, I say to myself, is this something that we can watch together as a family? Mm -hmm. uh, that is one of my guiding principles. Um, and yes, there's language uh, around and you're, you're not going to get away totally from that. Uh, mm -hmm. you, you can in certain situations, but there are uh, projects out there and movies and so forth that have a certain amount of uh, language that you yourself would not use, but that are inherent in those characters. 
Um, and if they're authentic <coughs> to the characters uh, and to the script and so forth, and that there is some um, some redeeming value in in there, um, then those are the projects that I uh, I'm looking for a smart, well written script. I'm looking for good, uh, well layered, uh, uh, three dimensional characters. Um, I am looking for a little bit of drama, a little bit of com I, I look for the drama in the comedy, and I look for mm -hmm. the comedy in the drama. When okay. I when I am reading a script and it's a drama, where is some light, gen generic and and uh, uh, moments that come from authenticity that lighten things up? So those are some of the things that I I look for. But uh, the Holy Spirit's going to lead you, and you're not going to make a hundred percent of the right decisions a hundred percent of the time. Um, but uh, you certainly try the best you can uh, to make your decisions based on biblical and the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit speaking to you. Yeah, I, I I like that drama in in comedy, comedy and drama thing. That for whatever reason, one of my most favorite movies of all time is Draft Day, and uh, with Kevin Costner. And the reason that I like, I've probably watched it. Uh, well over a dozen times and the reason that i i like it so much is because his character is so authentic mm -hmm. and there's some there's some language in there but it all makes sense right the yeah. language makes sense given the environment that he's in and right. the other piece that i really like about it is that i think it's one of the best movies to teach leadership this mm. guy has to work for a difficult boss he has difficult co-workers and he's forced into making a bad decision that he has to clean up. And he's held responsible for both the bad decision and cleaning it up. Mm -hmm. And I look at that and I go, gee, if that isn't business today, if that isn't leadership in business today, I don't know what is. Yeah. And uh, that's that's just one of, that's just, uh, that's a movie that came to my mind when you were talking about that. Well, uh, another movie too is Remember the Titans. With uh, yes. you know, they've got so many different aspects of life there. You've got the racial aspect, you've got the leadership, you've got the young people, and so forth. And uh, so, there's great lessons to be learned in in those types of movies uh, in in life. And uh, when you can watch them with your family and discuss them afterwards, or discuss mm -hmm. them a week later, that makes <clears throat> it all worthwhile. So, you know, um, uh, not to get off too far on this, I should probably not do this, but um, I'm, I'm over here. I got a second screen over here to my left. And the reason I keep looking over there is first I was looking at my logo software, trying to find the Joshua passage. And now I'm looking at my prime membership and all the stuff that I like. And uh, it's really interesting what we got there. Um, so... So you choose projects by by reading the script, by hearing the voice of God, by applying uh, the scriptures that you've talked about uh, to your situation, and then you follow the Lord. Have you ever done a? Have you ever taken on a project where you knew you shouldn't have, and you went ahead and did it anyways? And how did that? How did that turn out for you? 
Well, uh, you know, I mentioned that one that I that I accepted the role and then read the script and, and bowed out of that one. <clears throat> I have. Uh, um, well, we had a we had a production um, at the at the actors co-op and the language in it was uh, really abusive and um, it was very hard on the soul and the ears. Well, we mm-hmm. um, wanted to do it because it had a number of great qualities to it, but we, uh, we contacted the, um, the playwright and asked if we could remove some of the language. And the answer was absolutely not. No, yeah, I can't word, imagine a playwright doing that. No word may be changed. And um, so we had cast the production <clears throat> and uh, I was in it and I was part of the committee that um, chose that particular production. And uh, we had to pull the plug on it. A lot of people were very, very upset. Uh, in the cast who were looking forward to doing that production and a quite a well-known production. Um, I don't want to mention it because I, I think it it's, doesn't serve a purpose at this point. But um, okay. I think I think that um, y- you know you 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 always have certain regrets. I don't have one particular thing that I can point to that that I can say, I wish I never did that. Um, there have been productions that I think the quality or my particular performance was maybe not as good as I would have liked to have had it. Um, but those are, you know, you're never you're never going to hit a home run every time you come up to bat, <clears throat> and you have to realize that and uh, and move on to the next. Mm-hmm the next project learn from that and then move mm-hmm. on so um that's in a, in a sense how i would answer your question <coughs> excuse me so all right buddy it's uh unscripted right live and unedited that's how we like it well for those who are watching go ahead and post a question if you have it um you know alan <coughs> the the spirit leads us right throughout our lives and i i think he leads us into different like kind of macro seasons as it were you know uh i'm i'm thinking a little bit here bob buford's book halftime where our earlier years are spent on success and our later years are spent on significance as you as you look because you and i are both playing the back nine here you know we don't have we have most of our life behind us rather than in front of us and so as you look at at where god has you today and kind of the work you're doing uh how is he helping you kind of leave behind and help up and coming actors and entertainers uh what's going on there for you well um I am semi-retired. I am. Uh, I'm still doing, still performing. I'm. I. Uh, one of the things I've really enjoyed uh, was um, is is out at Seavers Corn Maze in Shakopee. I uh, I have been working with them for a number of years, five six years now. In the fall, I go down and juggle, 
Um, hmm. Juggling is one of those uh, skills that I learned when I was uh, singing at the old Camelot restaurant in a nightclub group. And I learned how to juggle and practiced between shows uh, each night and eventually put together my own uh, juggling act, worked Valley Fair and then the Renaissance Fair and then eventually cruise ships and so forth. But it was one of those skills that I thought, well, I, I can probably do this as long as I can do it. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, yeah. And so now uh, I, I'm out there three hours a, a day on Saturdays and Sundays in the fall. And it's a ministry. Uh, I have, I did handyman work for 20 years. I helped people with their houses and fixed up their apartments or their rooms or painted or sure. fixed their electric or whatever. And I, I considered that part of my, my ministry. Everything I do, I really believe that God has me there for a reason, and it's a ministry. Now, that's that includes this juggling out at Seavers, uh, three hours. And I'll get little crowds. I'll get a lot of families out there. And uh, I'll uh, interact with the children, young young people, and throw a ball to them. They'll throw it back. And, you know, it's just a great way to bring a little joy to those people's lives. And I feel like I can do this for, man, I don't know, another 10 years or maybe I, I'm still uh, active. And, and, and these two films that I worked on in the last couple of years, it was, uh, it was a joy to do that. So <clears throat> my later years now are, are that's very interesting uh, that you said uh, success and then significance. Uh, I believe that my significance is uh, coming forward in the fact that I have an opportunity, maybe because of what I've done in the past, that I have some credibility, uh, that people will listen to me in a way that I can say, you know, <clears throat> um, I hope you, know, you have a blessed day. I, uh, I'll say, God bless you. Uh, I, I, I went out to lunch with a director that directed one of the films that I did uh, a number of years ago, and I was out in Los Angeles. We went out to lunch, and as we sat down, and uh, I said, I'd like, to, I'd like to pray for the meal. And uh, she said to me, oh, no, not, not a chance. Uh, I, I invited you here uh, for lunch. I'm going to pay for the meal. And uh, and I said no no I said I said I'd like, I'd like to pray for the meal, and uh, she said oh a little oh, bit of a difference there yeah. okay okay I, uh, I oh yeah sure sure that's that's fine so yeah. I just had a little prayer for the meal and when that's appropriate like you said earlier sometimes maybe it's not appropriate but when you feel the Holy Spirit leading you a little prayer before a lunch or a or a, a dinner is um, a very natural expression of your faith. And it is of yeah. mine. And I've used that a number of times. And I know I had my uh, agent, oh, my family was out to dinner and my uh, theatrical agent was somewhere in the restaurant. I didn't know she was there. And, and we just bowed our heads before we, not a big deal, just bowed our heads and said our our grace. And then we had our meal. And then later on, several weeks later, 
my agent said, I saw you at the restaurant. I was really, really quite impressed that you prayed before your meal and it was it made an impact on me. Wow. So these things wow. that we can do, and I think later in life, Bill, I don't know about you, but um, uh, you don't, I don't think you care so much about what people think of you yeah. as you did when you were 30. Uh, yeah. You have a little more confidence. You have a little more uh, wear, uh, tires have, have got, gone a little wear and you've had some success and now you're more natural and more comfortable in your own skin and you can allow the spirit to yeah. uh, uh, express itself. And without you know, we're, and we're more comfortable in our call and our call is more mature. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, we understand as, as we grow closer to the Lord and we approach the day when we're going to leave this earth and go see him face to face, we, we, uh, we, there's just a maturity and a calmness that comes about on our call that you, you often don't have. It's rare that you have it in your twenties or thirties. You know, we're, we're talking here with Alan Johnson, who is a Christian and also an actor and an entertainer. You can reach him at his website, alan-johnson.com. While I'm talking about this next topic, if those who are watching online would like to submit a movie line and see if they can stump Alan and I as to which movie it came from. So send in a line, a one, a one line, and we'll see if we can, uh, see if we can guess the movie. But, wow. uh, you know, I, I know it's like I said, this is unscripted, right? Um, you know, this, this, but you're an example of somebody, you know, that I really love in that you're going to work well into what Americans call retirement age. You're going to work a long time. And I plan to as well. I'm 62 and I, I plan to work at least another 20 years. Mm -hmm. um, this whole idea of retirement, you know, at 67, we get our social security benefits and we're kind of done working is not a biblical one. And I just want to say thanks for um, taking the time to continue to work and to minister because the younger people need in this society need the older people, even though they don't know it. The younger people need us in our churches mm -hmm. and in our communities. They may not know it, but they need us and they need our presence. And our presence can be uh, very helpful to them at key points in their lives. And so I just want to say thanks for keeping working and not retiring. Mm -hmm. Thanks for going to Shakopee and doing what you do. I think uh, I was good friends with George Burns for the last um, 10 years of his life. And I would go in and see him and helped him with a book uh, that he was writing, a picture for his book. And um, he was very gracious to me, but uh, he's one of those people. And, and people ask me, was he Christian? I said, not that I know of. I never say no. When someone asks me, is so-and-so a Christian? I, I don't want to say no. I, I don't know what happened between them and God and between life here on earth and the end of life on earth. So I, I, if I don't know, I will say not that I know of. But <clears throat> George worked well into his 90s. 
And um, yeah, he did. He worked a long time. Yeah. And he said to me one time, he says, uh, you know, I, I fell in, fall in love with what you do for a living. And that would be my advice to young people. And uh, he said, I do what I'm doing now. I'd be, do it for no money. But he said, I, under his breath, he said, don't tell them that. You know? <laughs> so uh, he, he, was, uh, he was a sharp cookie. And, and Louis Zamperini was one of my favorite. Yeah, I was going to ask about Louis as well. One, one of my favorite uh, <laughs> in, in all the world. Um, I got a chance to know Louis because we had an office right down from each other at Hollywood Presbyterian Church. And if you don't remember, Louis was the subject of the, the movie and the book Unbroken. Uh, mm -hmm. Was a world champion miler. Went into the Army in World War II, Army Air Corps. Crashed in the Pacific. 47 days in a life raft. And then got captured by the Japanese and spent over two years as a prisoner of war being tortured and beaten almost constantly. But Louis had a great outlook on life. I mean, I'd see him on campus. I saw him one time with a cast on his arm. And I said, Louis, what happened? He said, I was skateboarding with the with the with the boys here in the in the plaza and I and I fell off my skateboard. But boy, he was a great example of somebody that uh, that kept that spirit of, of God and the spirit of life alive. And it was a pleasure to uh, to know him. You know, you also um, knew um, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. You also yeah. knew Jimmy Stewart. Tell us a little well, bit about your friendship with Jimmy Stewart. I, I didn't personally. I met him uh, once or twice. And the thing that I, I was at a, a showing of Bing Crosby films and, and stuff uh, the other night. I have a good friend. His name is Bob DeFlores. Bob is a film historian, archivist, and knew Bing very well, uh, was, was a curator for all of Bing Crosby's family films. And anyway, I was talking to someone. I said, yeah, I, I, I knew Jimmy Stewart a little bit. I said I was at a, uh, a film conference, and I had a picture of his, and I had him autograph it for me. But the person I worked with in at the Actors Co-op, uh, she had her hair done at the same salon that Jimmy Stewart's wife, Gloria, had her hair done. And so one day, she had me call up this Gary, who did her hair, and who also worked on, on Gloria Stewart's hair, Jimmy Stewart's wife. And I called her up. I called Gary up. I said, uh, yeah, Gary, Gary, yeah, is, is, uh, <coughs> Is Gloria there? Is Gloria there? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to know if she was there, you see. And uh, and he came back. <laughs> no, Mr. Stewart, I'm not sure. Well, just 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 tell her I called, and and, and I'll, I'll see her later. And and so, um, my friend was there uh, to meet him, uh, have her hair done, and he somehow. They somehow uh, shared the fact that Jimmy had called for for Gloria, and uh, so I always enjoy that. Uh, oh, that's that's a fun story. So let's see. Um, guess the movie. Here's the here's the line. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. 
I, That's got to be the Jimmy Stewart movie, isn't it? No, it, no, it is not. No, it is not. Oh, mm -hmm. so I don't know what movie that's from. Do you know? Yes, I do. Um, that is uh, Will Ferrell's line to uh, Zoe, uh, I think it's Zoe Deschanel uh, oh. in the movie Elf. And, oh, uh, See, so, I've never watched that all the way through. Oh, Kathy it, likes it, it, but here's a here's a wonderful movie for families to watch, uh, especially at Christmas time. But it, it is a great movie, well written, smart, funny. There's some Ooh. drama in it, um, great acting performances, and uh, I I believe it's a classic. You know, it's a modern classic uh, to be watched at uh, at Christmas time. So another classic I like to watch uh, that I don't watch often, but is the ultimate gift with. Um, um, it's, see it, now it, you know these names. I don't. It's interesting that you mention that, Bill, because <clears throat> when people are looking for uh, uh, content to watch as a family, a, a very good friend of mine named Michael Seibel uh, directed it's a, 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 the ultimate gift. He also directed uh, One Night with the King, which is a which is the story of Esther. Uh, he also directed uh, uh, a number of Billy Graham films, uh, worldwide pictures films, and one that I can highly recommend, which just recently came out, called The Mulligan. And oh, uh, really? Pat Boone is in that, and Michael Seibel directed that film as well. So he has, uh, he has contributed a number of uh, really good quality projects to, uh, to family viewing. And I would highly recommend all of those films. Okay. Well, that's, that's a good recommendation. Um, films that I have enjoyed over the years, The Princess Bride, mm -hmm. uh, Apollo 13. Oh yeah. Which very good, which is just very good. And as you and I talked about earlier, the Born in the Oceans uh, mm -hmm. series. Uh, the King's Speech is just an incredibly well done movie. Yes. Yeah. And and well-deserved uh, uh, Academy Award for uh, Colin Firth. And, yeah. Uh, and Daniel Day-Lewis in Lincoln is, he yeah. did an amazing job. Well, every time I think of Lincoln now, I think of Daniel Day-Lewis, right? Yes, he's a he's one of our uh, I would say one of our unknown, and yet he's won a number of Academy Awards. Uh, one for my, <laughs> my left foot, I believe he won for um, there 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 uh, there should be blood or something like that. Uh, he's a wonderful actor, a fabulous actor, and you know I mean I recommend any Jimmy Stewart film. Uh, he is my sure, favorite sure. actor. You, you look at the breadth of his work from all the Alf, Alfred Hitchcock uh, films, Rear Window, Vertigo. Uh, you look at the Westerns that he did with uh, 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 The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance and, and other Westerns. And then uh, the Capra films, It's a Wonderful Life, Miss, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Um, there is a tremendous amount of of uh, work that Jimmy Stewart has done that is just top quality. Uh, is also a great book, if you're looking to read a book, uh, called Mission. And it speaks about, it's written about uh, Jimmy Stewart's war experiences 
as a, uh, a bomber a pilot in World War II. Mm -hmm. And uh, boy, it has every aspect that you would hope to have in a book. It's a page turner and uh, really quite um, interesting to read his experiences. And he came back from World War II. And it's a wonderful life. And Capra had to convince him to do that movie because he didn't think that people were ready for that kind of movie or he himself uh, emotionally was ready to do that kind of movie with the experiences and the emotional trauma that he felt uh, in World War II in those mm -hmm. uh, bomber things. But Wow, isn't that something? Yeah. So I, I see over your left shoulder there, uh, the 1940s radio hour the poster yes. behind you. Tell us a little bit about that. You won an award for that. Well, uh, you, 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 you happen to have in your life, maybe a handful of, uh, experiences as an actor or director that really rise to the top. Um, and this is, this is, if not the top, it's really close to the top. Um, that production, first of all, I read it, and it didn't read on the page like it was the exciting event that it was going to be. Uh, mm -hmm. But I felt, here again, I felt the Holy Spirit saying this is better than it reads. It has more, it, it, felt like it had more life and and depth uh, mm -hmm. a, than just a, a simple sweet musical because what you're here again with a musical you want some meat you don't want it just all light and fluffy and nothing else there you want there to be some substance to it and I really felt that there was that now Walton Jones, who wrote uh, the 1940s Radio Hour, um, had done previous productions at the Mark Taper Forum in Los Angeles. I believe even, <coughs> excuse me, even at Yale, <coughs> I believe Meryl Streep uh, did the first reading or first production of that uh, of that musical when she was at Yale. <coughs> We, I cast it with probably the, the most important thing in directing is casting. And if you can cast the right people, it makes your job a lot easier. And I cast a, an incredible uh, group of people to do that production. And uh, it, it takes place in the early 1940s, 1942, in a small wattage radio station in New York City. And it's about the characters and the production of that radio show. And these mm -hmm. characters all had separate second jobs. It was not a real paying. It wasn't real glamorous. It was just, um, but the person, they loved what they did and they loved each other. And uh, we had Benny Goodman and Glenn Miller and wonderful songs. And there was sound effects and there was tap dancing. And if you can imagine a full production number, well, well it's a radio show. The only people who see that production uh, are the people <laughs> in a small audience. Yeah. Yeah, um, having been in radio for a long time, I know that we don't tap dance in the studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so it had every aspect of a great show. And we ran it for... A, a total of nine months. We ran it, which is unheard of in Los Angeles, a small theater. 
we actually did it in one theater. We opened it. Uh, we opened our second theater with a continuation of this production. And Welton Jones came to me. He saw it a number of times. He said to me, Alan, I'm thinking about writing a sequel to this, and I want your theater and you to do the mm. world premiere of this. Wow. That never got off the ground. But when I went to the award show, okay, so we're at the awards, and and I and I, I said to myself, I am Lord, if you're if if you bless me with with being able to, when they call if they call my name, I I will acknowledge you. If I'm acknowledged by earthly people, I'm going to acknowledge you. And I went up there. The first few words out of my mouth is, "I want to first thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the blessings for that He has given to me." Well, there was titters, there were laughter around the room. Yeah. And in the audience was one of the main writers uh, of the arts section of the Los Angeles Times. And uh, several days after I received that award, and that award is right, right back there. That's there. Okay. The <laughs> Los Angeles right. Critic Circle. So a few days after that, she called our office uh, and she said, um, I, I was at the awards show, heard what you said. I, I'm interested in doing a big feature story on you and your theater company for the Los Angeles Times entertainment section. And uh, so she came out, interviewed me, and it was a big spread that featured our theater. One of the captions said, uh, the actors co-op and uh, their co-religionists find faith, hope, and good reviews. <laughs> and I, I've yep. never heard the word co-religionist. I've never heard that either. And, I, uh, I... <laughs> but uh, it, it was, um, I tell you, Bill, it was a uh, it, it was a real blessing uh, to have that. Um, uh, the very next year, we won the award for best smaller theater in Los Angeles for continued excellence. And uh, on my website, I have me holding that what's called the Margaret Harford Award, and Jack Lemon won a Lifetime Achievement Award that night. And I. I got a chance to grab the award and grab him with his award. And I said, can we, can I get a picture with you? And yeah. uh, so on my website, I have a, a picture with Jack Lemon, who is truly one of my, uh, along with Jimmy Stewart, one of my favorite actors of all time. What a, what a great actor. So the 1940s radio hour has a very, very special place uh, in my heart and uh, in my spirit. Uh, and God really, really blessed uh, not only me, but the theater uh, and the reputation of the theater from that production. So we have been talking with Alan Johnson, and you can get a hold of him at alan-johnson.com. Alan, I want to thank you for being with us today. Uh, any, just one final thought for the audience today. Well, one final uh, thought. first of all, Bill, thank you for offering me the uh, opportunity sure. to be with you. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. I know you're doing some great work in in uh, in your podcasts and your 
a book that you've written about being a, a good steward of the resources mm -hmm. that God has given to you. And I, I think that for me, um, I think that uh, as we as Christians uh, need to be mindful of doing the best we can with what God has given us, whether it's the gifts and the talents, the, the financial uh, blessings and things, um, and to really uh, give back to the Lord, whatever we do, and that, 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 uh, 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 try, uh, yeah, uh, be faithful stewards of the, of God's grace in its various mm -hmm. forms. First Peter 410, uh, to yep. remember that and, and pray that you have the opportunity to share that with others. You know, thank you very much. It's, um, I was just writing on a new book. I'm writing, I'm writing a book for mid-level and upper-level managers who work in for-profit businesses who have really difficult bosses. And I'm using the life of Daniel as my example because he mm -hmm. served four difficult kings and yet maintained his faith and his faithfulness to God throughout that. The uh, what I was what I was writing this morning is that God gives gifts us uniquely. Yes. And in our unique gifting, that's where we find our calling. And um, mm -hmm. so let's just be faithful with what God's given to us. Let's yes. not pine away for somebody else's gifting. Right. Let's not try to be somebody else. I could never, you know, be Alan Johnson. I could never be Jimmy Stewart. And it would be foolish if I tried. So, uh, you okay. know, let's 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 hold to our gifting. Well, one one last point. Uh, Bill and I talk to young actors, young people uh, trying to uh, uh, start out in the acting or show business. Uh, the one we have fingerprints that are unique to us. That's God's way of saying you are unique. There's only one of you, and for every for every audition that I don't get a role, uh, well, the next audition, I'm going to be maybe exactly right for that because of who God made me, what I look like, what I sound like. Those are the mm -hmm. things, the tangibles that casting directors and directors look at for various roles. And the one part you may not be right for, the next part because of who God made you to be and the unique qualities yep. that you have, that will be the way and the reason why you will get the part the next time. Yeah, very, very true. We're going to have to leave it there, Alan. Our hour is up. I want to thank everyone who has uh, stayed with us and watched this uh, broadcast today. Thank you so much for joining. So again, if you want to get a hold of Alan Johnson, you can do so through his website at alan-johnson.com. I'm Bill English, the publisher here at Bible and Business. Thank you for being with us today. And uh, I hope to see you on another Profile and Stewardship coming up soon. Uh, Take care and God bless. Have a good day.